Welcome, welcome, welcome back, baby. Welcome to the show. You know what it is. This is Ben Jammin' back again on Mount Draftmore. I am joined in the studio by Dustin. Howdy, y'all. And Dylan. Hello. The three of us are about to conduct an epic draft of dead people. Dylan, what do I mean by dead people? People who are no longer alive. <laughs> and, and also, we're thinking like, we want to bring them to dinner. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. We want to have dinner with them. So that's the goal. They're no longer living. We want to have dinner with them. And they're not family members. They're, they're celebrities of some status. Maybe not well known, but they, they're not like a family member. Unless your family member is has some sort of historical celeb status. No, fuck that. No family members. I think we're all good. Uh, sorry, I'm going to take a... I know you have a famous relative back there. I, I don't. No. Uh, okay. okay. We're 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 good. We're in the clear. How long can dinner last? Can it be like a dinner party where like yeah. you, you go outside, you play games, you do you shit. Can, sure. you go to a show after. You do, yeah. Go to a show. Just okay. Go to an event. Yeah. You hang out with them. Yeah, you're hanging for an evening. Hanging, kicking. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. there's potential after they're like, hey, want to come to the grave and hang out with me? Like, see. Good, good to know. Good to know. Okay, see. <laughs> I get to see. <laughs> yes, I. Okay, before we do anything, we have to roll the dice. Let's roll the dice, Dustin. It's to the left. To the left, to the left. Seven. Oh, baby. Why'd you hand it to me? Oh. I don't want to go second. Here we go. Oh, two. Are you cereal? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. All right, let's go. Come on, Bessie. Yeah. What? One. What? Wow. What? <laughs> That's awesome. What? No, there's no way. It happened. All right. That's a very low rolling day. I accept. Yeah. I accept my defeat. Seven's a winner. Round one. Tell me if this counts, because historians say that this actually was a person. We just don't know about all the other stuff. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they say there's a person. So Jesus was on my list. Here's like, I, I we're going to let you have that. Yeah. Least, but here's the issue with this historically. Okay, 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 okay. A, there's a lot of people named Jesus running around at the time. It was a fairly common name. I got B, the wrong Jesus Christ. There was, a, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of people claiming to be the Messiah at that time. It was also a common thing. So there, and then C, you know, the, the problem with the Bible is it was written down many years later. Mm -hmm. So there's actually not that many sources to confirm the existence of Je Like there are some, but it's, you know, I, I've heard questionable historians talk about like, we know there was a person like just all the extra, like uh, what's the right word for it? Spiritual stuff like magical kind of things, mm -hmm. the wine and the water or the water and the wine. <laughs> yeah. All that magical shit. All that magical stuff we don't know about. Right. Well, because the God, like the Bible itself, when it was put together, the council of Nicaea, I think. Yeah. Like Nicaea or yeah. Nicaea. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, they chose which books to put in it. There are yep. other books. There are other books. So, yeah. you know, but when you want to be asking them like, yo, what really happened? Well, yeah. Of course. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the whole point. <laughs> exactly. You'd be talking to somebody, and then you could be always at risk 
for pissing off a religious community and getting killed later for being like, yeah. no, 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 I talked to Jesus. <laughs> That's not exactly how it went down. Yeah. Let me like, dude, this guy. I guarantee you, if Jesus was like, I love gay people. People, oh, yeah. Christians today would disown him. They would find a way to fucking yes. disown Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, because he'd be hanging out with all the prostitutes. They'd be yeah. like, that guy would be fucking the prostitutes. He'd be arguably low income, queer, black, probably. I mean, just welcoming in everybody, the lowest in society. I mean, yeah, people forget all the roots of Christianity. Come on. Wouldn't you want that presence, though, too? Like, maybe some of the magical stuff did or did not happen. I don't know. I'm not going to answer that question. I can't answer that question. But... Hey, what if this dude was really, really dope and you're hanging out? Have you ever seen there's an episode of Man Seeking Woman where one of the people is dating Jesus and he's a real righteous dude. He is so <laughs> nice. Even to the guy who's like wanting to date the girl. He's like, man, I see you. Come over here. Hug. Hug it out. Like you're nice. I'm, I'm just totally welcoming. You could ask him all these questions. Did those sandals hurt after a while? What were the, What were those like? fashion at that time do you ever get some chafing on with those robes like those robes <laughs> seem like you can't walk around <laughs> hot day too long you'd be asking about an era that was way back way 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 back i i i think that that's a great dinner guest and uh <laughs> and certainly you know would be an interesting conversation because yeah you go. <laughs> Je- yeah jesus i mean there, there ain't nothing wrong with the the what jesus laid down it's it's how people twisted it and then I can ask him the whole night, what would Jesus do? Dude, what would you do in this situation? <laughs> so let me explain this thing at work, right? I got this one coworker who won't ever shut up. Well, what would you do, Jesus? Tell me. <laughs> All right, second up is uh, you. Dude, that is a really funny pick. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back with an old guy too, but not as old as you. Some high Renaissance shit. With some Leonardo da Vinci. Ooh la la. Because I want to talk to Where's him about... Where's the code? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask him where all the treasures at, for one. He's going to be like, what treasures? All the treasures of your era, you know. Hollywood lied? And I'd be like, hey, can you, re- can you paint... Can you paint me? <laughs> paint me, bro. No, not, not really, though. I don't want to paint. I do want to talk to him about all of his ideas. The thoughts that he had way back... I mean, this guy really did have little blueprints of little tanks... And little helicopters. And think of how mind-blowing that would be to just be like, hey, check out a real helicopter. He'd be like, what the fuck? I knew it. I <laughs> knew I could do it. And then in, on the spot, he'd be like, what if we did this? And he'd come up with some spaceship-level shit like, Aww. okay, bro, what are you thinking here? And then you could make him become billionaire. Yeah. Wow, we'd be partners. Yeah. But he'd be so smart, he would dump me real quick. He'd be like, this dumbass. <laughs> I figured out your copyright laws and copyrighted you out of this. I'm like, no. Why? He would get all mad about his image. Everybody would be like, name, image, and likeness. Also, I don't look anything like that. <laughs> yes. Man, uh, well, these are great. Um, I think I'm going to go for someone who I would love to interrogate for possibly leading to the worst genocide in history. And that dang. is Christopher Columbus. Oh, dang. I want to take him to dinner because I want to interrogate his ass. Be like, what the fuck were you thinking? Sicking dogs on these innocent people. Well, lo siento, you know? no hablo inglés. Like, well, <laughs> like, oh, wait, no, I was speaking the wrong language. He's Italian. Oh, I don't know how to say that in uh, Italian. 
but uh yeah right genoese or whatever yeah yeah well yeah damn exactly. my joke was historically inaccurate i know <laughs> what no. is it you're trying to say i don't speak english oh. dylan's interrogating <laughs> yeah i'm interrogating christopher <laughs> columbus um i don't know like man what like i know you're after riches but jesus do you have to be so goddamn inhumane what the fuck non parlo the non parlo <laughs> non parlo <laughs> Interrogating him. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, or maybe I could catch him before he does it. Like, hey, man, this is what's going to happen. You could time travel. Oh, so you get him to time travel to you before he goes on that journey. Like, yeah, right. But what if you let him know, like, hey, you're going to make this colossal discovery. He's still going to go and do that shit. But hey, can you not burn? Can you not like just lead to the destruction of everyone on that continent. Can you not burn, like, can you ask people when they go, like Hernan Cortez, to not burn the Aztec codices? And just, you know, the Aztecs yeah. had problems themselves. They were not yeah. perfect. But, like, they were an empire, too. But you know how it goes. Yeah. I mean, they were told even at the time by, like, dissenting people amongst the group. Like, hey, say cool yeah and they still did it yeah what was that one uh famous uh is it de la casas or yeah bartolo uh Bart- bartolome uh, de yeah. las casas yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he was there he was saying this is some fucked up shit yeah yeah it was actually because of that he advocated for slavery because he was like this is fucked up we should like get some other <laughs> Yeah, like it, man, this uh, is. Not, we should get some is, other people and bring them over here to do this work. This is not the right. Uh, you're, 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 that thought went a different direction than it should have. There was some like hashtag or like name of an account that Marjorie shared with me in the beginning of our relationship. Your favorite's problematic. That just always resonates still to this day because so many people you can find something. You're like, damn, they didn't escape. This guy's like, hey, yeah, speak up. Oh shit, yeah. Dang. Even yeah. Bartolome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not a perfect person. Um, no. But he did advocate for at least, huma- like, treat them humanely to yeah. some degree. You're going to have dinner with Columbus, and then you're going <laughs> to change history, and someone else is just going to find shit and make it even worse. Dude, so, yeah. Maybe. Somewhat, it's not like no one would come. Like, the Vikings were here before them. Hard to say how it could get worse, though. I mean, just don't take slaves at all and just kill everybody. The, they like, did. There's no guarantee that they the Americans... They took slaves somewhere. They brought some slaves. Well, they definitely had slaves and they killed entire groups. Yeah. They don't get much worse well, than what actually I went down. I would be interested to see, like, what would civilization in South America have ended up like? Because the Inca Empire was, uh, you know, and it might be historically incorrect to say this, but semi-socialist in a way, the way we think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they exchange labor for things and and necessities, right? I so, mean, speaking of hundreds and hundreds of years and, like, areas of the world that had, like, very, very different ways of conceptualizing things than Western civilization, like, I mean, it's just really hard to even go down that route because it it's is. like things would end up so different in ways that I can't even really ad- imagine. Right. Like, what it's inspires no way to, innovation? No way to pin that down. That's the question. What inspires is it innovation? The <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it is because whoever inno- whoever innovates fastest in a specific direction is what's going to take over everything. Like, 
let's say you let the ink in develop, right? Yeah. But how many different paths can they develop before they encounter someone, before they encounter another, like, power on the planet? So it's almost more like how power operates, and you're thinking just which group is going to become more powerful and yeah, like fuck who, shit up? who's going to innovate enough to keep themselves, not even necessarily, like, fuck shit up, but be able to keep themselves safe? I think that's part of the question if you're only asking who becomes a world power if you think about things of like someone's going to dominate if you want to go with that thought. Yeah, but that's how but, history is. Like there's always a dominating power. Like in right. the civilizations that don't buy into that system, like even even establishing a system of defense. I think the question though goes a lot deeper than that. Because what Dylan's saying is like, what would things end up like? He's mentioning, oh, they're more socialists. What I'm mentioning with like how things are conceptualized is things to a much, much deeper level could get changed rather than just who's in power. So it depends on which angle you want to look at. Maybe that's when you ask questions about innovation. But I know, but the innovation part, like when he was talking about socialism, that was why I brought up innovation. Because they have, if they have a system that's a little more cohesive in like sharing and gov also mm -hmm. like where the state is doing some form of development, like where does that take like their innovation? Like, what trajectory does that lead them down? It's almost like when you play a game of Civ. Like, of course, there are other, there are tons of components. Like religion, like their religion could grow, it could spread, like it could yeah. change the face of South America. Like, all of those things are in play, right? But what, like, what really is most consistent is who develops the fastest in a system that isn't necessarily aggressive and like call it like is going to go out and colonize, but can protect themselves. Like, where does innovation go? If they're, say, if they're so if they're socialist, but they're also very like egalitarian and they're very self-sufficient and very re they're very renewable resource driven. Right. But that doesn't expand their innovation to a point where they're going to be able to protect themselves from other powers that will go in another direction that will be more aggressive and more colonistic. I mean, shit, because they could, could innovate in one direction, like with arts and culture, but then they could just come and get wiped out because they didn't. Could innovate we say, a source of defense. This might seem like semantics, but can we say it's a question? Yeah, sure, it's a question. Because then a deep, like, you just can unravel. It's like a philosophical conversation. Because then the question would be, is someone going to try and colonize? Because some people would say no. Some people would say yes. That's a much deeper, like, philosophical question on humanity and the nature of us and civilization, right? There's like a thousand... A million, a billion questions we could ask. Yeah, like, could you pinpoint a moment where there wasn't a form of colonization? Or is, like... Well, like, the I concept mean, you, as we you, know it... If you it, don't have a population that's big enough to warrant expanding that much. That's a really good question. Cause, I, cause, I mean, because Genghis Khan was doing shit before, before stuff was happening in the Americas... Before I mean, colonizing was happening then, it was he colonizing or is conquering and colonizing like... I think you he, could get into some technical difference, differences. I mean, they're both bad. I wouldn't want to be conquered or colonized. But like kind of more of that modern era colonization of like setting up puppet governments, other states far away from the motherland, not connected, right? Like England is thousands of miles away and yet they're controlling another group of people and making them not sovereign. Like... I guess in a modern sense of colonization, that was a very historically connected to an era and to a system that started to develop. Like war 
yeah, like, has there ever been a time without violence or greed or that kind of stuff? Yeah. That feels like getting a little bit more to the questions. But then there's also just, like, questions of what causes that. That's my only point. It's a question. A little semantic, it's but... the question. You're like, that's the, the que- question. I was like, that's, no, that's the question. The question. <laughs> that's the question I had. I mean, also... It's a good part question. Of it, part of it with colonization is we have the luxury and privilege of mass media to talk about it today, mm-hmm. right? And, and democratic elements in our society to disseminate that information, whereas people in the past didn't necessarily have this sort of luxury right um you know not not always but i mean it depends right like the protestant reformation that's largely a reaction to the oppressive and secretive nature of the catholic church right spreading uh the the ability through the printing press for people to read the fucking bible Mm -hmm. and understand mass right in their own language not latin which most people could not understand you know so um, until fairly recent in history, I don't think the masses have this luxury to develop a critical consciousness to un- like, maybe I'm underestimating them, right? Because people certainly reacted against oppression. The Gauls yeah. reacted against the oppression of the Roman state. Oh, I mean, they definitely right? reacted even without mm-hmm. written word. Cause right. then that includes a bunch of indigenous groups that didn't have written word. Oh, definitely. But 100%. definitely were reacting the right? same. I guess Tecumseh on the East Coast reacted, right? Yeah. And uh, against um against what would that be? British oppression. That was like, well, he's kind of going against the Americans. He's like yeah. mid Midwest almost, like he did a lot of fighting around like the Great Lakes area, Ohio. Mm-hmm. But my point is is that a whole time taking all those classes like American Indian Studies classes, I kept trying to uh, like elaborate and mean like it's hard for us to even imagine steeped in western thought these other ways of thinking knowing and doing so my whole point to your thing is like we will never know what it would have been like without that whole entire era of european imperialism colonization all that kind of stuff because quite literally we're products of western civ like we're in america with a you know Euro-American dominated government and schools and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, just like white supremacist past and history and lots of people still fighting oh, yeah. for that in the U.S. Like we'll never know if it was the Iroquois who were strong in the Northeast, like, and you were living in that society for a lot longer and it wasn't colonized, what things would end up like. We just right. don't know. It's, it's true. There's no way to prove yes We've or no. We've all been inundated with it. I'll be, I'll say this though, for at least for East Asia, if you want to look for what imperialism looks like in the past, mm-hmm. look to China's sphere of influence, the Sino sphere oh, of influence, yeah. right? And Confucianism, the spread of Confucianism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like Vietnam, historically going back, women were, had some element of agency, but due to Confucianism and, and China's influence, um, women, you know, through they they lost a lot of that agency. So it's it 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 it's not that it didn't happen. I think that it's just like, what are the large? I mean, maybe what are the large instances of it? And this is right now very historically relevant to us. So. Good first round, gentlemen. Yeah, really good first round. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> We got a sponsor. We got the Wild West Britannica Encyclopedia. Let's get to that, and then we'll be right back with some more draft. Mount Draft More. 
You like learning shit? You want to buy a shit ton of books that'll make you look real good at dinner party? We'll buy the Britannica Encyclopedia, 600 volumes, son. We'll send you a volume every month. That'll last you 50 years. You might die before you ever learn all that knowledge in the books. But it don't matter. You get 12 under your belt. That's good. 10 under your belt. Hey, that's still more than your neighbor. And you can rub it in their face that you know so much more than them. Learn all kinds of history, religion, literature, facts, food, culinary history, everything. We got it. You want it. Now buy it. $59.99. Mount Draft Mark. Round two. Round two coming at you in the books, Dylan. So in college for my history major, I took some classes on Latin American history and a class on women in Latin American history. And and you remember all of it? I don't, oh. but I do remember wow, a wow. couple of examples who I'm going to list today. And one example is Eva Perón, Evita. Um, she was the first lady of Argentina from 19... 19- 46 to 1952. Unfortunately, in 1952, she died from, I think it was cervical cancer mm. um, at the age of 33. So Damn. I would love to take Evita to dinner. And um, Allison, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> a- Ava Perón is not just beautiful, but also critical like a great woman in history right so she was married to juan perón who became president of argentina in 1946 and she became almost like um i want to say what's a word where there uh there's a cult of personality surrounding her you know where a lot of households would have in Latin America would have an image of her because she became so well known for sticking up for, uh, she was populist. So poor people, trade unions, um, uh, women, et cetera. Right. And then eventually she ran for vice president in 1951. Um, but because she was a populist leader, she supported the working class, right. Um, traditional conservatives, and bourgeois classes and the military especially rejected her. Um, and also her decline in health meant that she had to give up her vice presidency. But man, a ma- like <clears throat> there are some criticisms too in that Juan Perón's presidency is seen as sometimes fascist and anti-Semitic. Um, although that's up for historical debate, I think, um, based on my research, that maybe, maybe... In fact, he tried to court the Jewish community into his um, sphere of influence, but I don't know. I mean, that's hard to say given the Nazi party's relationship with Latin America at the time. Um, That being said, Eva Perón, her legacy for like encouraging women in a very patriarchal society to be more than just like in the house, you know, I think she's pretty cool. I'd yeah, like yeah. that's dope. I'd like to have dinner with her. Oh, did you look up a picture of her? Oh, she's, I saw. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's beautiful. Yeah. 
This doesn't like, look like the coyote in the old cartoons. Feminist badass leader. Oh, pretty so. fine. Oh yeah, total badass, total badass. So, um, a little fascist, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, with a little pinch of fascism. A little pinch of fascism. A spoonful of fascism or fascism, fascism. <laughs> Populism go pop, down. Populism. Pop, pop, <laughs> it was hard to work that in. I tried. <laughs> All right. That goes to you, Ben. Ooh, I'm going with another A name, but a full-blown fascist. Let's go for the big <laughs> dictator. I'm talking about Adolf Hitler, baby. Oh, my God. Someone had to go to dinner with him, and it's just because <laughs> <laughs> it's like one. You go to dinner with him now. First, he's going to be pissed the whole dinner. Why? Because he lost. And everything around him, all of his surroundings are just going to be reinforcing the like <laughs> the cruel, cruel thing that is his defeat. And I would just poke the bear the whole time. It's like, oh, man, do they piss you off? Plus, think about the comedy bit that you would get after that dinner. All the dumbass <laughs> shit that Hitler would say and be like, bro, what are you even saying? Like, you boomer. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Okay, boomer. Okay. okay, boomer. Okay, super problematic genocidal boomer. No, but then yeah. you could also ask him just like, hey, all right. Here, here, critique our uh, current political system. Are they t- like, what about their playbook? Like, I wouldn't want his rundown of their playbook. Like, okay, okay. Like, do you see some, uh, what do you think of this big oaf with the orange hair? Ha! He'd be like, I love him. <laughs> I'd be like, I knew it. Oh, yeah. I would, that would be my prediction. Be easy to poke the bear. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, he's just a little five. He's 5'9". Five There's nine. a bunch of Jewish he's kids my in high school. Everyone gets along. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I work with Jews. He's cool. Oh, yeah. Kids of all races hanging out together. What? Yeah. Nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have bodyguards now, bro. That's like Punch. Wow. He's Slap, little. Kick. No, seriously. He's just a little guy. A little, I looked it up. How tall was he? 5'9". Well, that's okay. That's one inch shorter than the average height yeah uh, he he's like my height but that's not a little guy he's not little but he's not big <laughs> it's like oh. wait hold on I hold mean, on a second on. okay so <laughs> how old is he but he, he don't have his luger he, with him. bro he's born in 1889 he died in 45 that's kind of a big guy for this, his time he's weaselly son he's weaselly he was like at the top top of political power and he wasn't any kind of heifer at all he was no. still pretty slim. He wasn't working out. He's no, not Putin. No, 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 no. Like, oh. I, look at this guy. He's a joke. Look at how he cut his mustache. You know he's a little weasel. Oh, well, he's definitely weaselly in his personality. Yeah. Oh, but he's weaselly in his physique, too. I think you could beat his ass. He's got a lot of clothes on. Okay. People back then just weren't training. That's true. He wasn't training. He wasn't doing the military training that he was having <laughs> his guys doing. No. He's a little bitch. Well, so I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to defend Hitler here. I'm just like, I got zoned in on the height. Bro. Probably because like, I'm a small man you're myself. You're like, wait, 5'9". He, he wrote <laughs> books in the 1920s. People who wrote books in the 20s weren't swole daddies. Nerds. Yeah, they were fucking dweebs. <laughs> Whoa, wait. They what could about type. Mark Twain? When was he writing? He was writing before that. Yeah, he was writing before that. But even he was a twiggy motherfucker. But he might have been like six foot. Let's look it up. Mark Twain was... I mean, he rode steamboats and was a journalist. Yeah, and he was American. He was American. He was American. It's American. <laughs> it doesn't tell me his height. That's racist. <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh, uh, he too was 5'9". Whoa! See, oh, and I know you could slap around Mark Twain because he is super twiggy. Give me some more images, Google. Look at this twiggy old man when he... I don't know, man. Colonel Sanders. I looked up a He might beat your ass, though. He would have a fucking switch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I looked up a shirtless... Look at him. He looks like he has some pecs and some muscle definition going on there. He also has some hair. Just pull that. Oh, my God. Get in close, pull it, and headbutt him. That mustache is impressive. Dude, those are handles. See, back then, all these guys were wearing liabilities. They got stuff around their necks. Got little bow ties and ties and shit. It's a quick way to get choked. All right. Well, I'm going to beat up Adolf. <laughs> I'm not beating him up yet. I'm just poking the bear. Poking the bear. Having a good fun time. If you wanted to, you could. What up, loser? Make, Make fun of him. Make fun of him. What yes. up with that dweeby mustache? Who cut that shit? You not have a mirror in 1945? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take this draft in a slightly different direction. Um, I'm not going to do history yet. I'm going to do Anthony Bourdain. I think that guy would be super fun to have dinner with. Uh, He's a foodie, so I'm sure he could show me some cool tricks, but he's not really that pretentious. He's always like pretty down to earth. Did either of you ever watch Anthony Bourdain shows? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, man. The parts unknown. So good. Shit, historical. I watched that with my kids. Yeah. Like learn, always an interesting angle. Just like. And he could kick it, eat in Dick's Burgers and be like, I'm fine. Or he could be at a super nice restaurant. I'm fine. He had tons of stories to tell. He's been all over the planet. And, hey, you kind of get down to the bottom of it. If you're a conspiracy theorist, I know some people said he completed suicide, but I heard a couple of people say, I don't know about that. Damn. So, I don't know. I could get the lowdown. Hopefully. Why would they kill him, though? What's I the conspiracy know. theory? I don't know. I didn't dive into it because I was like, what? Maybe he had some. <laughs> he said, what? Maybe he had some shit on Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I think that might have been part of it. Maybe I kind of remember them saying something about like, oh, this and that. And although I, like, I do not ever, I want this to be clear. I do not think Je- that Anthony Bourdain went to one of those islands. Or no, 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 no. Definitely no. not that type of guy. Oh. Not a not a pedophile. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, but I think he'd just be fun. I mean, hanging out regardless of how he passed away. Um, I think, like, also just thinking about, I know a lot of his shows have writers and everything kind of putting it together, but I would assume he has, like, some kind of creative outlook and, you know, trying to say this is what I want my show to be, like to be kind of hard-hitting, critical of uh, the U.S. at times, of imperialism at times. I mean, his have you seen his episode on Hawaii? Uh, yes. Yeah, just talking about a lot of the stuff we were talking about. It was, I mean, getting a little deep, too, into, like, what is that kind of identifying piece. Just be a super fun guy. Like, I'd love to have dinner with him. Hell, yeah. Drinks in some of his episodes. I know he could get down. We could be hammered by the end. I'd be playing oh, games yeah. outside. Yeah. Definitely Anthony Bourdain. Definitely. That's great. R.I.P. Dang, two rounds just blew through real quick. Let's do halftime, and then we'll get right back into it. Halftime. All right, here we go. I've got the question. Who is going to win in a fight? Okay, now... 
I'm going to list some greats for you. Mark Twain. <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got, uh, to Tecum- William Tecumseh Sherman from the Civil War, right? We've got Augustus, who Gloop, uh, uh, who set up the Roman Empire and solidified all of the Roman Empire under his control. Damn. Um, we've got Genghis Khan. We've got Alexander the Great, or Hannibal. Should I add another? Do we want to add someone from World War II in? No, Genghis Khan. You think so? Dude, he, Do they all have this is like fight. Same weaponry. Just, just or no weaponry. Mano mano. I know. That's why I say him. Hand to hand. Yeah. yeah. Hand, well, you could have a weapon, but yeah, hand to hand. And it'd have to be on the same playing field. Right. Someone he, can't bring in a rifle. Dude, right. Another, it's like a sword. Right. Okay. You're going Genghis Khan. I don't even think it's a contest. Like size, armor, just knowing what Mongolians wore compared to everyone else. Yeah. Like they... You would be like, oh, well, the others are going to be using archers. So would they. would be using archers? Yeah, like they're going to have an archery unit. So you're not. Oh, if it's just one oh, against one. if it's one. one against. But even. Okay, so even if it's not unit versus unit, I still think Genghis Khan, as a human, mm-hmm. he didn't, like, get power because he was born into it, right? Did no. he take that shit? He took it. You ain't taking all that shit if you ain't a G. He killed his fucking brother. I'd go with him. Yeah, dude, he's savage. Sounds pretty ruthless. He's savage. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go with him. I, if it was, if it, if it wasn't mano a mano, would your answers change? Like you, you're, it's it's an army because for my money, I would say William Tecumseh Sherman just because he was brutal. He was savage. If it was army with the same weaponry, yeah. If Sherman's gonna have like Civil War level weaponry, then he wins. Like easy every time. If yeah, because he sides, has projectile. Like he has, he has, fucking gunpowder projectiles. I yes, but with the Mongols' numbers and oh, their ability to flank and outpay, like I don't know, man. Tribuches, I'd still go on the modern weaponry. Dude. Yeah, like by the end of the Civil War, they were kind of starting with the Gatling gun, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Fuck. You're done. Like, Game over. It doesn't just, even matter. Because yeah. hey, nice tribuche over there. To win a war, dude. He was saying this the whole war. No one was listening. He was like, "We need to absolutely fuck their shit up, guys. Come on." You yeah. know. He's. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He had yeah, nervous yeah. breakdown and quit the military because no one was listening to him until they finally were like, "All right, you know what? We're desperate. Please go fuck shit up." And then he destroyed everything in the South. You know, on a side note, you know what the Atlanta hockey team back in the day before the Thrashers was? Huh. They're the Flames. I thought it was just because it was a hot area or something like that. I was like, no way. And then someone was like, no, it actually, and I looked it up. It was actually a tribute to Sherman burning down the city. <laughs> like, you named your sport team after the moment your city was demolished Dude. and burnt? Wow. There's nothing else that happened in decades. Nope. MLK was born and raised in Atlanta, <laughs> but no, we want the flames. <laughs> that shit burnt. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> neither of you uh, repped Hannibal, though, for bringing a whole army and elephants over the Alps and yeah. uh, wrecking That's it- true. Italy. Elephants get scared by mice. I've seen cartoons. <laughs> he He wrecked Italy for like 30 years, though. He just Damn. ran around fucking shit up. That is crazy. I don't know, dude. I, Genghis Khan, brutal. Way more. I don't know, man. Good question, though. Good question. 
Let's get back into the draft. Who wants to do a recap? I can. Dustin. I can. Had uh, Jesus and Anthony <laughs> Bourdain. What a table. A very different table. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be very interesting if all these people get in the same table, too. Ben has Leonardo da Vinci and Adolf Hitler. I have Christopher Columbus and Ava Peron. Right on. We, we all have three. an interesting figure with us. I have a straight fucking problematic figure with me. <laughs> <laughs> you both do. <laughs> Columbus and Adolf have made it into the draft. If they didn't, people would question the integrity of this draft. <laughs> okay, who's, who's you are. again? I you am? are. You're up. <laughs> Really? Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm actually only going to have one history person. I want to say that to next round because I think they will stay safe. I'm going to go with uh, Robin Williams. No. Yeah. No. I think uh, oh. if he was doing some comedy, great. We'll laugh lots during dinner. Got all the voices. But hey, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be on. And then we could talk about his uh, movie career, talk to him about Goodwill Hunting, which you all know from past episodes when I've been on here. I love that movie. Talk about some classics that he's been in. Besides that, Jumanji, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. But, I mean, just as a person, too, I think it'd be interesting to talk. It's kind of funny where looking at a trend between the last two picks of, like, very, like, great personalities seemingly down-to-earth people, celebrities, yet they both kind of had some sadness in their lives with Anthony Bourdain and Robin Williams. It'd be interesting to get to know the real them as well because I think the hard thing about this draft is that we're picking based on what we know about them and celebrities, historical figures, a lot of these people, you don't get known because you're a really nice guy. Yeah, you're pretty shitty. Like, most of the time, it's because Talking you're really you talented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're really talented. You did something. But in no ways are they guaranteed to be nice people. So, kind of looking at everyone, I think, I don't think I'm going to be let down and that they're going to be assholes. I think sometimes you pick a celebrity and they actually might just be total oh, like, yeah. douche the whole night. Like, But even if they kind of show a little bit of their other personalities, it should be interesting to get to know them. Like comedians, I've kind of actually heard that. Like, there's a lot behind that. They don't. They're not very comedic all the time. There's like a lot more to their personalities well, than their stage personality. Robin Williams was somewhat reserved. Yeah, you know, in in real life, um, but it could depend. You know, I mean, he suffered from severe depression, mm-hmm. but like it could depend too because his wife or both his wives um, were like, "Oh my God, he could just like his thoughts happen so quickly." And the, the 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 jokes would just spill out. Yeah. You know, because his, his mind was so fast. Yeah. And that's part of the reason he committed suicide is because his mind slowed down so much and he didn't want to lose, you know, himself. Which is just sad. I think it would be a deep dinner. It would be a deep dinner. With potential for comedy. Yeah. These are individual dinners. We're not doing a big four-person no, 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 dinner. No, 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 no. You no. could if you want, though. No. Yes. No, Dylan. Yes. They're individual dinners within these are different nights of hanging out. <laughs> Jesus Christ and Robin Williams might not want to do the same thing. I feel like they do. And it's also what Robin Williams are you taking? Robin Williams towards like late career or Robin Williams in the nineties when you know he's on a bunch of blow. I don't think you get a pick. I think it's just the person because if you're pick, if it's them coming to you. 
then you get all of it's it. It's post death. It's post death. All you experience. Yeah, you can't. And I'm afterwards, only they go take back into the years. ground. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> no selfies. Goodbye. <laughs> Do they come back as skeletons? <laughs> Hopefully not. Jesus is just a pile of dust talking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not too windy, right? I can come up. I can come yep. up. Yep. Can you just scoop <sighs> me from the ground? <laughs> no. It's just a ball of dust that just kind of rolls around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Who's next? I am. Third pick. Third pick. I'm going to go with my favorite athlete of all time, which is really bummer that I have to say that. But, I mean, that's easy. That's easy pickup. And since Matt's not here, I get to pick him a little later. Kobe Bryant. Ooh. You, you knew I saw that and it was like, I'm good. I, I got to let Ben talk about this. Got to take Kobe Bryant. All-time favorite. Watched him all growing up. Devastated when he passed away. Just, just any time spent with him would be awesome. I mean, because you could talk to him about so many things, not just like training and basketball, but he also had so many different interests, like working with youth sports, uh, working with like his daughter and starting his own sports academy and training academy. He worked on like a lot of art projects and he won an Academy Award uh, for his piece on uh, shit. What's it called? I want to say like love and basketball, but I know that I absolutely know that's not it. But Kobe Bryant, like awesome competitor, just dude, he'd have a million stories to tell. You know, I know you don't want this, but if it was the same dinner, you and Kobe could beat up Adolf together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was sitting there thinking, like, man, if it was myself, if it if it was the four of us, because I was thinking for my last person, I was like, wow, what if I really threw a haymaker in there? And then it was just like four of us dogpiling on Hitler oh the whole God. dinner, just shitting on. Like, him. because what if what if you get Hitler drunk and like comfortable? Right, and then, then at the end of the dinner, then he starts you, spewing out hateful things. You torment him. <laughs> you torment him first with the humor, then a uh, physically, then it's coitins, coitins, coitins. And I know Kobe would wear a suit, so I'd be like, "Yes, he's he's going to be so professional." And Adolf would be like, "Why is the server sitting with us?" And Kobe would slap oh, the shit out of him. And Kobe is big. He's yeah. a huge human. Is yeah. like six oh, foot yeah. nine. I don't know if he's that big. He might have been like six six, six seven. That's still big. Deer basketball was his. And an athlete was the piece that he got an Academy Award for. Wow. Oh man, he would tower six six. Dude, Adolf Hitler would absolutely Wham! feel self-conscious. Oh, he would feel, he would literally feel small. Yeah. He would have some little guy complex. He'd be barking and go, brap, 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 brap. Da Vinci would be like, nah, I ain't about this life. He'd be painting it and he'd be like, it would end up like a political cartoon. Like Kobe uh-huh. just pushing Adolf away while he's trying to. <laughs> With the rotating car fist. Oh, that's great. Kobe Bryant, third pick. Nice. nice. Easy third pick. Well, I'm going for a comedian. Um, and this this is probably my favorite comedian. I'm a big fan. I'll go on YouTube sometimes if I want to be cheered up and just listen to his one-liners. Um, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, my God. I love Rodney. The king of one-liners. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some. 
My my psychiatrist told me I was crazy, and I said I want a second opinion. He said, okay, you're ugly too. (laughs) When I was born, I was so ugly the doctor slapped my mother. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) Um, My wife wants sex in the back of the car, and she wants me to drive. Um, I haven't spoken to my (laughs) wife in years. I didn't want to interrupt her. Um, uh, A girl phoned me the other day and said, come on over. There's nobody home. I went over. No one was home. And then uh, I could tell my parents hated me. My bath toys were a toaster and a radio. <laughs> it's just his humor was very self-deprecating. Yeah. Right? He's ugly. His parents hate him. Um, his wife hates him. Mm. Maybe he hates his wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, oh, and one final one. When I was a kid, my parents moved a lot. But I always found them. You know, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, I don't know. I just, from everything people say about him, he was a great dude. And he just, you know, had a rough upbringing and kind of a uh, rough shot of it. Um, but uh, he, man, when he strings together one-liners, because he would repeat a lot of jokes or sometimes change them slightly, but it always felt fresh. You know, and somehow he'd weave them into a, like just a story, especially in the uh, 70s. If you watch him on late night, he was on uh, late night with Johnny Carson many, many times. And he was on fire uh, during that period of time. So uh, give him a give him a check out. Rodney Dangerfield. Don't forget a legend. Check him out. Rodney. I liked your voice. <laughs> hey. You gotta go a little bit deeper. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, no, you did good. You did good, bus. Oh shit, we got more, uh, more ad time, more ad time. This one's not <laughs> history related, y'all. Sorry, but you get the ads you get. Willie Craze is back again. Enjoy your Willie Craze. Mount Draft more. Willie Craze here. Are you tired of jamming your penis in a donut that's too small? Are you sick of getting crumbs stuck in your dick hole? Well, call now and get the Willie Craze patented donut cock ring. You'll never get frosting stuck to the tip of your pee-pee again. Your dick will stay glazed long after copulation and remain delicious despite a sweaty workout beforehand. Your partner will thank you for the sugar injection directly to their mouth. This is guaranteed to change your love life and diet forever. Nothing says love like a donut around your dick. Call now. Mount Draft Round four. Round four is sponsored by Willie Cray's Donut Dick Ring. What in the fuck was Donut that? Donut Cock Ring. <laughs> Yeast infection. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Man, this is really hard. Uh, okay. I guess my last person, I really enjoy Shakespeare plays. Um, I go to Shakespeare in the Park every single summer. I've already gone to, I just saw Henry V the other night. Is great. Not my favorite Shakespeare play, 
But, uh, you know, I prefer something more whimsical, to be honest with you. But uh, it was still good. Um, and uh, a lot of dick jokes in Shakespeare plays. A lot of dick jokes in that play. And I would just like to, you know, ask him about his writing process. Because there's a lot of theories as to, well, was he writing alone or with the team? You know, what that looked like. I would love to see if he could bring a small ensemble to dinner and maybe perform, you know, that would be kind of cool. Like if we could go back in time, maybe that's another draft. I'd love to go to the globe. I think it was called the globe theater. I can't remember and see a Shakespeare play when he was putting them on. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I love Shakespeare. Um, did not love it in high school. Yeah. But shit was boring. It was boring as fuck. <laughs> now yeah. though, I have you know more vocabulary under my belt. I you have, can fucking read. <laughs> I can fucking read. I can. It's and it's just fun to see them performed, um, to see people get into them, and I kind of understand the deeper meaning behind a lot of them, um, and the satire. So I would love to meet with Shakespeare and see if he actually wore an earring as well. Uh, find out if he actually wrote all that shit. Yeah. Since there are theories that it's a collective of a lot of people's works. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much mystery to him, too. You know, all we really know is we know when he was baptized. We know he was active based on local sources at the time in London. And then I think we also have his death certificate and maybe like a birth certificate of one of his children or both of his children. I can't remember. So there's really not that much like the plays are credited to him, but there's no, like, it's not like he, for someone who supposedly wrote so much, he didn't write anything down about himself. Hmm. And you could ask the hard hitting questions. So William, what's your favorite color? (laughs) (laughs) Be able to pull this into class. Every time we read Hamlet. (laughs) And you'd be surprised. He'd be like, we only have so many colors. Gray, um. light gray, <laughs> dark gray, super dark gray, charcoal, carbon, <laughs> and beige. Lots of beige. <laughs> might be my favorite. Everything uh, is beige. Off white. Off white. <laughs> you have nice something pick. that's white while you're making it, but by the time you're done, it's off white. Yes. <laughs> the seamstress really don't know how to wash well. <laughs> Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's oh oh. Is it my turn over there? Oh, is it is it your turn? It's my turn over there. I need a musician, but someone who's going to be comedic and have lots of funny stories. And I know all of this is encompassed in one <laughs> human being, thanks to Dave Chappelle, because he had this guest on an episode. Oh. Of some Charlie Murphy True Hollywood stories. Oh. I'm talking about Rick James. Oh. <laughs> now you get great music for its time. You get a guy who knows how to party. And you get a guy <laughs> who will definitely help Kobe, Leonardo, and myself pile on Hitler. Like Jeff. Rick James will be a savage. <laughs> give him yes. a little bit of dr- give him a little give him some drugs while we're there. Oh. Adolf is leaving crying. Couple oh my times. God. <laughs> but he might not even leave crying because if he leaves, he turns back to dust. So he might just sit there and pout and have to just take that beating. <laughs> might be the uh, quote of the episode. 
Give a give Rick James a little bit of drugs, and Adolf would definitely cry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm Rick Very James. Nice. I'm Rick James, bitch. You can, <laughs> you can out out yell. Fuck your couch. Adolf. You fuck your couch. <laughs> what the five fingers say to the face? Slap. <laughs> Too good. Too he good. would slap the shit out of Adolf Hitler. He would see him and be like, that motherfucker Adolf. Blap! <laughs> for sure, for sure. He'd be like, Dang. ask him a ask him a question. What do you think of Trump? Yeah, what do you think of that orange peel? Slap! <laughs> <laughs> I like your ensemble. It'd be an entertaining dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the autopsy of Rick James found... I can't even pronounce all these. I'll... Prozolam, diazepam, bupropion, citalopram, hydrocodone, digoxin, chlorophenyramine, methamphetamine, and cocaine in his blood. Ooh, Damn. yeah. That's a lot. A lot of prescriptions and narcotics. Yeah. Drug cocktail. Goddamn. <sighs> Sorry, nice. not narcotics, but illicit drugs. Yeah, there we go. Ooh, Party animal. Nice book. Yeah, we'll have someone who was super clean in Kobe Bryant and someone who wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. For the last pick, uh, I'm going to go away from the spirituality of Jesus and the fun <laughs> comedy and down-to-earthness of the other two. And I'm going to go with a historical figure, saved for last, Yuri Kochiyama, because when I said that whole thing about who would actually be fun to be around? There's all these civil rights activists that'd be super cool to talk to. So yes, I passed up MLK, Malcolm X. I mean, it'd be great to talk to all these people. Yuri, I picked because not only was she right there, she was uh, actually good friends with Malcolm X. They shared the same birthday. Um, she was actually there when he was assassinated and in the famous picture, but she was super, super genuine, caring, like, just cared about the deepest humanity of each person. Like, I know that sounds really like over the top, but I mean, she's she, like reading her biography is almost kind of like, this isn't a real person. I can barely keep in contact with what I have. Yes. A big family. Fiance has a big family friends. I mean, like think about how many friends you can keep in contact with in your life. 30 is hard. 30 yeah. is like, Whoa, that's fucking hard. They called her, the Grand Central Station of Harlem because everyone went through her neighborhood. And if you were an activist that needed to get in contact with a different activist, you would go to her job as a waitress, talk to her. She's the phone book, practically. She knew everybody, constantly having parties. But then she remembered everything about people. They just said her memory was, like, unbelievable. She uh, was really famous for, like, trying to advocate for a lot of, like, uh, human rights in prisons. She'd write letters to everybody. She knew everything about every single person. To kind of give you a sense of that memory, apparently there's a couple tragedies in her personal life. She had, I think, six or seven kids. Um, one of her kids passed away. Her husband got her, like, the most random, like, little, like, care bear, teddy bear kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, she must have just really attached a lot of importance because of the event, named it, and then it kind of became a thing. Like, she collected one. People would always give them for her birthdays. She would remember the name of, like, over 100 of these bears, each one, where she got it, who gave it to her, on what day, wow. like, all these things about each person. So this, like, super radical who's, like, hella anti-imperialist was, like, super, like, she supported these um, 
Puerto Rican activists who are actually going into Congress and like trying to hold up the building. Like she was even like close to like armed resistance. It's okay. Like the world is violent and people have been oppressed so long that they want to use violence. Okay. Like she's that radical, but cares so much about each person. Like if you met her, even like modern day, cause she passed away in like 2014, 2014. Yeah. I mean, local area, uh, geo, um, geologic MC for blue scholars in our area talked about meeting her mm-hmm. in one of his songs. And yeah, every, everyone that I've ever heard who ever got to meet her is just like, Holy shit. Like such a nice person. The person who wrote that biography said on their second time, or actually on their first time meeting, Yuri gave the keys to her house to the person Wow. Who said, if you're ever waiting and I'm not home yet, just let yourself in. It's <laughs> like, I can't accept your keys to your own house. What? <laughs> like, I'm just a historian trying to write a book about you. Yeah. She's like that nice of a person. Wow. So I think if you wanted a heartwarming dinner where you felt truly seen and heard and also got to talk about a lot of dope history. Yeah. And like politics, Yuri. Yuri's way to go. Man. My only thing is, she said, I consider Osama bin Laden as one of the people that I admire. That's her biggest controversial take. But Now, she was in a concentration camp as a Japanese person mm-hmm. with America. So she went from, I'm an American, loyal American, and really skewed hard, like, anti-U.S. everything. Like, yeah. this is an imperialistic nation. Like, what we're doing across the world is terrible. So that's like her biggest criticism is that she did. She was okay with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of what the biographer was talking about was like, it just goes down to like really hating the U S military and like right. anything like that. So it's kind of like probably her weakest or like most controversial, I would say. I mean, she's a very smart person. So I won't say like her weakest take, Well, and I, and you know in, what I mean? In that same sentence, she holds him in a category with Malcolm X, Che Guevara, Patrice, mm-hmm. Lumbaba, and Fidel Castro. I don't know anything about Patrice, but Che and Fidel both yeah. killed a fuck ton of people. Yeah. Freedom yeah. fighters. So, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and also, your pick's fine. Oh, yeah. Dog, I have Hitler. No, there's not. No, <laughs> I no, have no. Hitler. I'm he, not, 300 not a, million yeah. Jews. It's, it's, no, it's she's not definitely, a critique on his pick. Oh, yeah. I'm just stating. She's She has some controversial <laughs> takes for sure. Yeah. I think one thing that kind of give her a little credit for like her thought process and intelligence is when she met Malcolm, one thing that really stuck out is she's this tiny Asian woman in Harlem and she went to this a talk and there's every activist in the world is trying to rush Malcolm. Like, let me talk <coughs> to you. I mean, he's, he's such a celebrity in that neighborhood mm-hmm. at the time. She really wanted to meet him and she's like, I don't know if it's right. This is for black people. It's black liberation struggle. Well, I'm going to just going to go up and talk to him. So then she said, like, congratulations, what are you doing for your people? I kind of go back and forth a little bit. She said, I don't agree on everything you say, but I really like everything you're doing for your people. And when he pressed her on that and said, what don't you agree with? And she started talking about, like, <coughs> separatist, like, black nationalist kind of thoughts versus integrationist kind of mm-hmm. thoughts. Even amongst that, though, she very quickly said, is there a world where when white people finally work through their own shit, you can't see people living together. So Malcolm looked at it and was like, that conditional really showed that you've thought through this. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like, you're bad for saying that we should black autonomy, like, you know, uh, our own neighborhoods, kind of sovereignty of the black nation, like black nationalist thought. You're not criticizing that. You're kind of really smartly placing onus on the blame of like who really is to blame. You've kind of added these exceptions and, 
he he instantly was enthralled by her. People said even when he was traveling to Mecca, he was riding back and forth with this woman a bunch. And he's like, you're, even your own family isn't getting written to sometimes as much as this woman. Like, wow. really, at least a really, really bright thinker. And yes, like we've talked about with a lot of people, she's a human being. She, oh, ain't, yeah. she ain't perfect, right? No, no, no. But Definitely she's a, clearly amazing. Yeah, I mean, an amazing historical figure. I don't do justice. Like when you read the book, there's all these little things that are like, no fucking way. That yeah. really doesn't sound that impressive. But like at one point she's like joining this black liberation school where they're like, you know, at that time the rhetoric was like, we're really planning for a revolution. She is like 50 years old plus swimming in the Hudson, trying to train, like do paramilitary training. I'm like, what? You like straight up 50 something years old with seven kids doing everything nonstop all the time. Energizer bunny. She's Amazing. crazy. Yeah. Great last pick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a great last pick. Well, we're done with the draft. Go home. <laughs> make, make, psych. Make, 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 make their case. Be logical and clear. Before we're done here, we have to make our case. Why should you join this table of excellent individuals? Dustin, you went first, so you don't have to go first. It's Dylan's <laughs> turn who has to go first. <laughs> Dylan, you ready? Yes. All right. I've got Christopher Columbus, Ava Peron, Rodney Dangerfield, and Shakespeare, William Shakespeare. Uh, first, Christopher Columbus. Have you ever wanted to interrogate a genocidal maniac? I have. <laughs> I would love sit down and just grill this guy. I don't know what exactly I would ask him, right? Because I guess you can't ask him to like, please don't do this because he's already done it. But like, do you have regrets? Do you understand the legacy that you've left and how it's now changing, right? What would you do differently? How could you have done this differently, right? <coughs> Why did you do this? Were you really that hungry for fame and fortune? Um, yeah. And, uh, fuck that guy. Ava Perón. Beautiful. Amazing. Powerful. Oh my God. Populist leader. Why would you not want to sit down with, to dinner with her? Right. From the era of class and elegance, the 1940s. Um, Rodney Dangerfield, probably going to tell one liners all night and, and just be a awesome person to have conversation with. And then William Shakespeare, Man, I just really want to know, did you write all that shit? There like that just seems human like humanly impossible. So, I think I've got a pretty good uh guest list and I'm going to be busy. I'd vote for me and you should too. Squeeze it in at the last second. It is now time for me to take the stand as I make my case. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a star-studded table of folks that you definitely want to sit with. The amazing man himself, Leonardo da Vinci. People clamor over his paintings because he was a magnificent artist, but he was also an engineer, a scientist, a biologist, a man of many, many talents. We also have the most diabolical human in history as of recent. What the f what just You're happened? done. Oh, Cut no, it off. You ran out of time. <laughs> oh, what a mistake. <laughs> Nope. Rookie move. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I got Adolf Hitler. 
everyone hates Adolf Hitler and he's just the one to dogpile on while we're at dinner. Because like I said, everything around him is just a reminder. You lost, baby. How does that L taste? And right next to him gets to sit the champ, five-time NBA champ and Academy Award winner Kobe Bryant. We get to talk about winning championships, everything that came with that, the strategizing, the team building, you know, the training. We get to talk about his drama with Shaq. You know, that would be a lot of fun. Get to talk about his life after basketball, his family. Man, it, I just, I want to ask him some tricks too. Like, hey, what are some little tips and tricks you can give me to dunk on these kids over at a big picture? Not literally <laughs> dunk, but you know, use them moves. Then Rick James, he'd be the life of the party, I think. I think he'd just be crazy, outlandish. He's got music, so he could sing little tiny jingles. I'm not saying like, hey, Rick, sing something. I just think he would, I just think he would do it. If I give it to me, baby. As the waitress comes over to give a drink. Anyways, I'm over my time. I'd vote for me, and you should too. Nice. Yep. All right. All right, Dylan, you ready? Or me, right? Oh, du- wait, is it Dylan? Or <laughs> I think Dylan it's me. went it's, first. It's, it's Dustin. Dustin. I got it. I'll it go. Is. You got this. Will uh, you go? Yeah, I am going to go. Okay. I'm, it's during the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, out of my people, I had one historical badass, uh, good friends with Malcolm X, yeah, a little controversy, but uh, very, very smart thinker who really genuinely cares about you and Yuri Kochiyama. Uh, I went with two celebrities uh, that more recent, Anthony Bourdain and Robin Williams. I think they'd both be super interesting to talk to about their careers. Um, Hollywood past for Robin Williams. I think he'd be uh, funny, have some interesting inputs as well. Uh, a really, really smart person. Anthony Bourdain, I think, would just have tons of input uh, all his stories about food around the world, traveling. He's also just interviewed tons and tons of famous people, but of all different varieties. I mean, he'll interview a college student one day and like a Nobel Prize winner another day. So, like, I think as a conversationalist, I'd really think he'd be great at asking follow up questions and just inputting into the conversation. And then for my very first one, who is holier than Jesus <laughs> Christ? It'd be, you could ask him so many things. No one would believe you. Dude, did you put it in? But oh! Jesus? Yeah, with Mary. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Come th- on. You threw me off so hard. That is, Sorry, dude. That is, uh, some people what? theorize. Maybe. You could ask that. You could ask all kinds <laughs> of things. Woo-woo. I would vote for me. I think you should, too. I gave you a little more time because I interrupted you. But You're yeah, okay. I would definitely be like, yo, Jesus, hold up, hold up. Before we start anything, yo, did you put it in? Did you get it in there? And he'd be like, man, it had syphilis all over the place. I was really trying to tread lightly. I'd be like, ah. Ah, really? Well, you know, from the robe and the heat, I was really chafing hard that day. And, uh, you know, time's right, time's right. Ah. He's like, did I ever tell you about Judith? Now, she had some cat scratch fever. I'd be like, what? Oh, my God, Jesus. She didn't just wash my feet, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Man, singer. And if you ever tried to tell any stories from that night, you'd have a bunch of communities after you. I I had dinner with Jesus. Here am I giving Yuri Kochiyama shit. When I am going to hell now, officially, after this conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Jesus, all we got is, all the drinks are gone, all we got is water. Don't worry, fellas. 
Shwam. <laughs> and you drink it and you're like, God damn, what is this? He's like, 44 proof. It's basically liquor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Nice. Yes. Oh, that's Jesus. 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 <laughs> Jesus, what a wonderful pick. What a wonderful pick. <coughs> Transatlantic Walk is going to close you out here today. As we say goodbye, thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to us knuckleheads, especially when we talk about dead people. Special thanks to the sponsors today. As I look and I recall, it's Willie Crace giving us the donut cock ring. And the Wild West Encyclopedia Britannica. Both wonderful, wonderful sponsors. We hope they sponsor us again. Uh, please, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions as to future drafts, you can hit us up on the email at g er, at mountdraftmore at gmail.com. That's mtdraftmore at gmail.com. You can also check us out at the only social media that matters. Anyone? Instagram, at mountdraftmore. There you go. Do that. Vote for a winner. Let us know. And yeah, we'll see you here again next week. Until then, take care. Peace. Yeah. Thank you.